Welcome to today's episode of The Growth Zone. I am Christian Bartsch. What is the core benefit of listening to this show? Business leaders in corporate and privately held companies gain insights into trends and strategies that provide them with a competitive advantage in the marketplace. Each episode focuses on areas such as marketing, sales, innovation, or funding that is absolutely critical to the growth of companies, whether they are startups or corporate global players. Where management needs to juggle the challenges of market entries or knowing how to navigate the uncertainty of disruptive developments, mind feeding is where clarity evolves and helps solving organizational challenges. For those who listen to the entire episode, I have a special surprise gift. I'm also working on some great guests that are industry leaders in management, innovation, and marketing. And we will be talking in the future much more about the important trends that are affecting the way we manage our companies in the demand to being sustainable, more environmentally and socially friendly, and becoming more empathic leaders. So let's get started on today's topic. In this episode, we will be looking at how to make Google Place our article on page one. Now, as you might have heard in previous episodes, it is important nowadays not just to have the right keywords, but to have content that's of value and being helpful. Exactly. So, why does Google place a page of our website on page one? or post, whatever. <clears throat> so it's mainly because Google realizes that it is helpful content. And helpful content is something that answers questions, that provides value, provides information, solves a problem, or is of any other kind of use for somebody who is looking for such kind of content. So just as an example to put that in contrast. So let's say your website is all about how to find the right kind of phone system for your company. Now, if you have on the website lots of articles about how to feed your cat, Google, of course, will think that is strange. So you're writing all the time about cats but you're actually trying to sell phones or your website is supposed to be about phones. So how does that fit in there? And Google can understand the text that you are posting on that page. Now, if you're trying to fool around with creating some kind of content that joins other kind of keywords, then that doesn't really make much sense because you are simply not a pet shop. Now, consider how to really improve that. Your website needs to have useful information. So how does Google even determine if you have something of value? 
Now we can use with many plugins as well a so-called schema. And a schema, or whatever you want to call it, is a kind of code that highlights some kind of information in a way that Google can import it into their system. And doesn't just simply have to figure out what it is, but actually can see, okay, this is, for instance, a frequently answered question. So the FIQ schema will tell Google that blah, blah, blah is the question and blue, blue, blue is the answer to our question. The same thing, there's a schema for events where then, of course, Google knows, okay, so that's for events. This is, this is the time. This is when it starts. That's the date by when we have to book our tickets. And this event is a musical or it's a cinema film or it is, let's say, a street party, a course or some racing or anything kind of that. And that's what gives Google the ability to understand. Now, let's say you are all about racing gear. We can buy in your shop racing equipment. It doesn't matter whether you've got racing equipment for motorbikes, cyclists, whether you've got bicycle racing equipment, car accessories, and so on. But the core thing is, it's all about racing. And of course, if you go and add information, for instance, when is the next racing course nearby, and you enter that and so on, and you use that as a long tail opportunity to actually get people to figure out that you exist, that your business is there, and you might have as well fitting gear. Because imagine somebody is going to a racing, they've got their car with them or the motorbike or whatever, and they notice they've forgotten something at home. They are not going to drive 500 miles back up from London to, let's say, Liverpool or wherever to just go and buy the equipment or pick it up again. So if they actually Google and see, oh, there's a racing equipment shop, then they'll go there, buy it, and simply solve the problem. And that's where you can have a big advantage in the market because then Google already several times notices, hey, the answer, we're providing your shop as the answer to somebody else's question is exactly what was desired. And then your Google ranking will go up. Now, there are many other things you can do as well. The way as well the articles are structured. So it's not just a schema that you can build in, but as well the structure, which means, for instance, having only one H1 at the very top, then having H2 titles as next level. And in that, you can have an H3, H4, and so on. So there's even quite a differing opinion on how many H2s or H3s, H4s you can have. The way I originally learned it was that you can have only two H2s and inside each H2 you can have three H3s and inside each H3 you can have four H4s and so on. Now, obviously it has changed because the general concept is saying that you can actually have many more of these titles. It's only the level, but 
and that is a bit of a conflict when you think of it, you can only have one H1, which is logical. It's like a book title. You can only have one book title, but not three different book titles. Yes. So these are the things you can consider and think, okay, so H1, H2, H3, H4, and 5. Considerably, it's even possible to actually theoretically have h5s inside an h3 well what does google think about that what if an h4 is missing between the h3 and h5 well theoretically google wouldn't like that but what if google still understands it and says okay that's an h5 there isn't an h4 but yeah, so there isn't one. Who cares? Let's face it. Google knows that we are humans as well and sometimes make mistakes. And why should we have an H4 between an H3 and H5 if we don't see the need? So it doesn't matter if we have somehow changed things or anything like that. Um, we can still adapt things modify and fix things now you can always change and text and check things and even maybe if necessary add an h4 title well just see what google says and how google reacts now if we're looking towards improving as well the ranking of the article let's say you've written it you've posted it, and four weeks have passed and you see that it's not really being picked up, well, then you need to maybe adapt it. You have to check how much text do I have in there and so on. I'd say if you're writing a good content, you should um, look towards 800 words or more, especially when it is a difficult to rank uh, set of keywords that you need to get to page one. Of course, you will not get to page one within one week or two weeks. You might even have to wait maybe three months. But if you do the job properly, you will rank and you will stay there for some while. Which means, of course, you can't just say, okay, I'm on page one and now I don't need to do anything anymore. You have to continue to add good content and set yourself a schedule that you regularly do this and don't become lazy. Don't cut corners. Don't use ChatGPT to create garbage because even if you read the text and it sounds good, they have reparaphrased, jungle jumbled and created garbage that is from somewhere else. And yeah, you might even eventually be astonished in case ChatGPT maybe falls a quick death once the first few court cases arrive. It could be that ChatGPT is violating a lot of intellectual property rights. We don't know yet. Just be careful because Google knows it as well and can check and identify. That's the interesting thing where you say, hmm, so how can they? Yeah. Well, 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 it could be that ChatGPT repeatedly gives out this kind of text in different situations.
Well, 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 well. I would say try and be careful. Now, as you have seen, we have to do a lot of different things as well. Don't forget to add in between um, some images, which is always good. Keep them small and mix them like, let's say, of 800 words and a few paragraphs. I would imagine you should put at least two to three images in between. So like a nice long text, then an image, long text, image, long text. And that's it. You're done. In that text, add at least two links to other websites that are of high value and two to three links to your other pages in your website. Of course, if you are writing several texts first and then publishing them at the same time, or within a few days, you can always add the links later on and attach them with each other. Of course, it makes no sense if you go, yes, with three pages ping pong, mm, that could be a little bit detrimental. But look for that, optimize it, and do that. It's quite simple. There are some other things as well that you can do. I have a little manual as well for myself and for people who write stuff for us, um, like for instance, for our online magazine and that. Um, it helps actually to write content in a good way. Because especially when you have an online magazine, Google as well would like to have that content, but it should be useful and proper. And that means you have to structure it properly. So I hope this gave you some ideas. Get on to it. And yeah, see you next time in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of The Growth Zone Show with Christian Bartsch. Thank you for listening. Please leave a review or rating here on iTunes or on podchaser.com. If you found the content helpful, then share it on social media, please. I would like to invite you to follow our show so that you don't miss the upcoming interviews with leaders in the market. Simply visit the website meetchrisbarge.com. I will be adding the link into the description of this episode so that you just need to click on that link. On my website, you will also find the links to free templates. If you're looking for the books I have published on marketing, innovative technology, and sustainable business strategies, just simply click on publication to find my book list. The world is constantly changing in response to trends and events. As a business leader, you need to bypass the sandbanks that can hurt your performance. For those of you who are signing up to follow the show, I have reserved a few copies of my ultimate guide on content marketing and an ESG compliant cheat sheet. This is the strategy that got me top corporate clients like McDonald's, Linde, Hewlett-Packard, Deutsche Bank, Volvo and many others. 
That strategy has been working for over 10 years and also got me contacts with police, transport authorities, military and several universities and even leading research institutes. For sure, it also worked wonders as it got me many small, medium-sized enterprises and international clients around the world. The link to sign up to our free broadcasting service and the guide is at meetchrisbarch.com. That will give you access to the most recent versions of my ultimate guide on content marketing. You can follow me on Twitter by using the Twitter handle capbarch. It's spelled C-A-P-B-A-R-T. S-C-H. Yes, that is C-A-P, Barge, or spelled Charlie, Alpha, Papa, Bravo, Alpha, Romeo, Tango, Sierra, Charlie, Hotel.